Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. You know, we always say that. Life is hard. It could be hard. I mean, it could be worse. <laughs> it's could hard. Be could be hard. Yeah, it could be hard if she were to play with it a little bit. Oh, wait. That's something else. Life. Yeah, it's a different podcast. Oh, well, we used to we used to make those kinds of jokes back when in our, in our younger days. Yeah, I know. I'm getting old and conservative. <sighs> We're all voting Republican nowadays. Are we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the only way to go. No, I'm kidding. I know you're kidding. Have you, uh, no, let's not even get into that. The politics are, I'm just going to add, I'm just going to say out loud because people probably wonder sometimes. Politics are right now, as we're recording this, completely off the rails and pretty much always in the news. So we try to avoid talking about it. If you've been listening for a while, you know, once in a while I slip. And I sometimes say I try to avoid talking about it. But I do, because if you turn on the news at any given time of the day, you're going to hear something about the political situation in this country, and it gets old. So Yeah, we talk about it a fair amount, though. Too much, actually. But even a little bit's too much, in my opinion. So we have some some fun stuff to talk. Oh, I didn't, even, I didn't even mention to you when we were talking about what we were going to talk about. The first item on my list, I skipped right over it. Um... God, I think it's that's a discussion topic. Let's just skip that one for now. We'll come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You up all that suspense. I heard your hands going. Yeah. And everything. You're like, ooh. It's coming later. It good. is. It's coming later. Uh, so I've got like two discussion topics tonight. Um, so we'll we'll hit the fun stuff first. So the the killer whales, the orcas off the coast of Spain. They think it's like one pod of uh, killer whales that's doing this are attacking ships. Seriously, they're actually because they're yummy. They're actually ramming ships and and like breaking the rudder. And why stuff. Are, are they pissed? Uh, well, what happened? The scientists don't know why, but I know why. I think it's just because people are stupid and the whales are getting sick and tired of us just you know beating up. They're basically saying whale lives matter. Even Spanish people. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, like Spanish people are stupid. I'm not sure that whales really differentiate between Spanish, French, German, U.S. You know, I don't know. Right. But I mean, if they're off the coast of Spain, they wouldn't necessarily be thinking Americans are stupid. I'm going to kill some people. No, I think they're just people in general. And that happens to be where they are. Is off the, I mean, they might be coming here. They could be coming here as we speak. I would be careful if you're taking your boat out because uh, these things can, they have disabled large boats, broken the rudders and caused the boat to have to be towed in. Yeah. Scary That's stuff. crazy. Well, it is crazy. If you think about it, it's never happened before. Uh, killer whales are very smart. Orcas, as they call them. Um, they're very smart animals and they generally have a cooperative relationship with people, but apparently... This Why are they called killer whales then? I mean... That makes it seem like they've killed people before. Well, they kill other whales. Um, they have. That's how they they feed on other whales. They're 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 kind of like the whale version of a shark, but they don't attack people. They've actually been known to rescue people, but not anymore. 
They're getting smart. <laughs> they figured out that people are not their allies. They keep rescuing us. We keep killing them. I mean, you these know, people are not worth saving. Yeah, they're getting tired of us. So that was the fun part of the news. In case you're wondering, that was the that know, went the, quick. That was the that now was, we get into the depressing part. That okay. was the light and interesting opener. That's what that mm. was. Speaking of depressing stuff, I worked my ass off today. I am scratched up and sore and tired. And so if you think I'm a little crankier than usual, that could be it. Or it could just be the booze. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so... What, what are you scratched up and sore from doing? Oh, uh, I was... I'm building a another um, dome, uh, a buckyball geodesic dome out in the woods as like a treehouse thing. It's not mm-hmm. in a tree, but it's just like a, a, a retreat from from politics <laughs> gotcha yeah and uh i'm gonna go think in the dome for a while well there's a couple of reasons why i'm building it one was i had this stack of lumber from my earlier task of recycling my old mobile home um so i had the stack of salvaged lumber and i wanted to do something with it because i didn't want it just sitting around forever so i thought oh i'm gonna build another dome anyway so i started working on that and then i that's one reason. The other reason was I thought it would be cool to have like a little retreat out in the woods that was, you know, a place you could sit, hang out, you know, bug proofed and all that where you could watch the birds, listen to this, you know, it'd be fun. Anyway, it's, it's make I'm making good progress on it, but today I had to haul all the pieces out there and, uh, concrete blocks and lumber and all that. So I've got different sub assemblies assembled and stuff. Anyway, I busted my ass, so. So if I can get any sympathy for that, you know, it'd be great. You guys can, you know, you can either... Let me introduce Douglas. Yeah. He's a man of wealth and taste. Yeah, right. So um, anyway, so one of the... Pleased to meet you. I think this is going to be the short... Let me start with the easier discussion topic. <laughs> Well, you can't say hope you guessed my name because you already told him. I know. Well, nobody's going to get that reference anyway. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Well, so anyway, I just wanted to bring this up. The um, You've probably already heard about this. Uh, most people have. Two deputies were shot. Uh, they're not dead, but they are in pretty bad condition. Um, sitting in their patrol car. They were just ambushed by a guy. Uh, they believe he's a black guy, but I'm not convinced that they know. Anyway, um, guy just walked up and just opened fire on them sitting in their car. And uh, it was pretty gruesome. And, and I just want to talk about that for a second because there's there's a few things uh, to say about that. First of all, I think, you know, I, I have to at least say that I do not condone such behavior because I think just shooting anybody... Cops, people, anybody is a bad idea. Right. I'm against shooting people. Okay, so let's just put that right on on the record. However, some things have been, have come up because of that. For, for one thing, um, I noticed that the, they didn't do toxicology on the police that were shot to find out if they were on any drugs or anything, <laughs> um, which I thought was kind of hypocritical because every time right. cops shoot right. somebody. As soon as they shoot one, somebody... Yeah. Yeah. They're going to say, well, his mother was a criminal. That and they didn't bother to mention that the police that were shot were armed. Yep. And they probably were resisting citizens arrest. I'm not sure about that, but I do know that they're, you know, and and the, and the final 
note I'll make on that in that regard is that immediately when the cops were shot, everybody was coming out and saying, when we find the person who shot them, they will be prosecuted, they will be given the death penalty, they will be hung, you know, etc. So to and, the fullest extent of the law. Absolutely. There's no way a jury's gonna let these people off or this person off. So you know, it just—it's just a foregone conclusion. If you shoot a, a, a police officer, you're going to get cap. Well, if you kill a police officer, you're going to get capital punishment. And if you, um, anyway, there but are- to be fair, according to your little micro story, there, they were just sitting in their car, chilling, right. minding their own business. It's absolutely unacceptable. I mean, I completely agree that whoever shot them definitely is a dangerous individual who probably needs to be taken off the streets. Um, however, having said that, I do think the double standard runs pretty, pretty heavy because we, one of the reasons why they think that they may have been shot is because recently the cops shot a guy who was unarmed riding his bicycle in LA. And, um, you know, nothing is, I I hate to say that nothing's going to come of that, but chances are if we, if it's based on past experience and history, nothing will come of that, you know? Um, and there was somebody who was saying, uh, some, um, person who's associated with the police was saying that, uh, maybe we should stop training the police that their primary objective is to go home, you know, safely to the go for them to go home safely after their shift and, and say that their primary objective is that everybody goes home safely after their shift. Right. You know, because obviously the, the emphasis has been on, protecting the police officers, not protecting individual citizens. And it isn't just black people getting shot. I mean, it's a propensity of black people, but cops shoot people, you know, and they, sh- <laughs> we talked about one last week, you know, an autistic child who was shot. Um, it's it's like, if you call the police, you should just plan on them shooting somebody. And, and, you know, that's not fair either, by the way, because we don't hear about every police call that doesn't involve a shooting. So... So, you know, the, the number of, of shootings is not, it's not like even a tiny, it's, it's a fraction of a percentage of, you know, police, the, the events that police have to handle. So I, I don't want to sound like I'm it, all anti But I mean, it doesn't even have to end in a shooting either, though. I, I'm not saying that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, police bully probably people, they the rough overwhelming, them up. Yeah, probably the overwhelming majority of police interactions are, you know, non-eventful or whatever, but I saw a video and I don't know how old it was or where it was, but it was clearly on video. Um, you know, where the cop had some guy pulled over and, you know, he goes up there and license and registration, please. And the guy says, why'd you pull me over? And he says, I'll tell you after you give me, I'll tell you after you give me your information. And he says, I have a right to know why'd you pull me over? Yeah. He says, I'll tell you after you give me the information. Oh, and is he that says, guy still alive? I'll give it to you after, you know. Well, so this went back and forth, and basically the cop got more and more upset because the guy was... Questioning his authority. Yep, defying his authority, even though the guy was in the right. I mean, as far as I know, they have to tell you why they pulled you over, like, first, you know. Yeah. Um, and usually, I mean, every time I've been pulled over by the cops, that's the first thing they do. They come up and they say, do you know why I pulled you over? And you mm-hmm. say, uh, yeah, yeah. And no. I say, I say, was <laughs> it because I was, guess. was I, was it because I was almost out of gas? 
<laughs> like, were you trying to help me out? Did you have? Do you have some gas with you? Because I'm like on empty, man. I don't think I'm making it to the gas. Anyway, uh, no, no. I, I always felt like that question was a trap. Like, do you know why I pulled you over? Um, because I have cocaine in the trunk. Right, exactly. Uh, I have a dead no, body. No, actually, in the trunk. it was because of your tail light. But now that you <laughs> told me that, get out of the car. <laughs> or I was driving ten miles over the speed limit. Um, yeah. so, 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 yeah. I want to just finish this up by saying that, um, that. I believe, okay, there's two things. One is, I think if cops continue to shoot people with impunity, that you're going to have, you know, and we talked about this before, actually. You're going to have people who are on the fringes of society, people that are a little, you know, a little bit out there, not quite all together, who are going to do this. They are going to shoot police officers because in their mind, it's justified. And I don't think it's a huge leap to see how they justify it. So right. It's war basically. Essentially. Yeah. They're shooting us. We're going to shoot them. And like I said, I don't condone it, but it's, you have to expect this to be a a consequence. Now here's the problem though. And this is the second point. And this is where I'm going to end it. Unless you want to add something. The problem, the way I see it is shooting the police only makes the police more jumpy. It's not, you're actually shooting yourself in the foot. Cause if you're trying to stop police (laughs) from shooting people, Shooting police is only going to make them more inclined to shoot first and ask questions later. Right. Well, and I mean, and then the civilians are essentially doing what we're asking the cops not to do. Exactly. Escalate the situation. Right. It's just going to make everything worse. Yeah, you definitely. I mean, all jokes aside, I am certainly 1000 percent opposed to cops being shot for absolutely no reason at all. Right. Um. Yeah, no, you know, non-provoked. I, I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm not even going to go there. I just think you just have to say shooting people is a bad idea, and we have to. Yeah, get, I totally we have to agree. get cops to stop shooting people. We have to get people to stop shooting cops. We have to get. We have to get Donald Trump to stop shooting people on Fifth Avenue. I mean, the whole nine yards. We just got to put a stop to it all. Right. Um, we have to get people to stop shooting people. Right. Right. So, so the other thing that was on my discussion list is going to take a while. Um, it was about decriminalizing drugs and other victimless crimes. Okay. Do we want to get into that? Well, I mean, you opened that can of worms. I now. opened that can. Of, see, why is it, does it always have to be worms? Couldn't it be a can of beans? Something a little bit more palatable? Uh, I guess because they slither around. Well, <laughs> there you go. This is going to slither. No, I think, I, I mean... This actually kind of is related to the whole police thing because we've got, obviously, and, you know, this kind of goes without saying, we've got this country that just loves to lock people up for just about anything, right? And uh, and it ends up falling heavily on minorities. And the, in my opinion, and this has been kind of borne out by the experience people have had when they've legalized marijuana in these various states, we would benefit by decriminalizing drugs, we would just simply across the board to say, look, you know, if you want to buy drugs, you can go down to the CVS and get whatever you want. Heroin, cocaine. And then it would really be a drugstore. It would really be a drugstore. Absolutely. And and if you think about all, I mean, there's too many things to even get into on this thing. There's so many different angles. Uh, okay, so let's talk about drug dealers for a second. I mean, one of the reasons why cops are terrified is because there's a drug war going on out there in the streets. And that's a lot of the shootings and stuff come from that 
type of activity. You know, you've got drug dealers who've got turf wars with other drug dealers. You got drive-by shootings. You get all these things happening that scare the hell out of everybody. You know, and uh, and that would go away because there would be no money to be made in selling illicit drugs if drugs were legal. Right. You know, I mean, sure, maybe someone's going to sell some super hopped up fentanyl thing that's you know that hasn't hit the the Mark, like you can't buy it at CVS yet. But most people that use drugs are going to get what they need from CVS. Why would they go out on the street and buy something that was potentially laced with something that was going to kill them? You know, um, also, you know, when you buy marijuana from a dispensary, you know how much THC is in it. They tell you, you know, this particular thing has this much THC, this particular blender or species or whatever has this amount of THC. And so you can kind of know what you're getting, right? You know how much you want to buy. You know how much you want to smoke or eat or whatever. Uh, with with a drug dealer, you don't have that. They're like, oh, this is some really good shit, you know. And maybe it's laced with something that is not even marijuana. So I guess what I'm saying is that you know we've yep. we've shown that <laughs> that being able to buy drugs legally is safer. You have better information. If there's a problem, it can be dealt with. And then, and then also, we make money off of it, right? Instead of putting people in prison for nonviolent crimes, um, we make money off of the money they spend on drugs. Now, we still have, you know, it would still be illegal to break into somebody's house to, to, to steal something in order to buy your drugs, right? That's still illegal. But the drugs themselves are not illegal. The, the, the possession of drugs, the consumption of drugs is not illegal. If you do something under the influence of drugs, you go out and, you know, gun somebody down on the street or something because you're high as a kite. Yeah, sure. You go down for murder. But, but the actual consumption of drugs isn't illegal. And that's, people tend to, to get these things mixed up. Like they're saying, oh, people do terrible things when they do drugs. And it's like, well, yeah, but we're not saying those things are legal. We're saying that just the consumption. So if nobody knows you're doing drugs, if you're snorting coke in your basement and you're hanging out or playing video games and like having a fucking ball, I don't care. You know, I just want to be able to tax that. I just want to, instead of having some drug dealer get rich, make obscene amounts of money and fuck up children and everything else that drug dealers do, I want... And I'm not like, oh, hop. This isn't an advertisement for CVS, okay? It's not. We'll 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 say Walgreens. <laughs> I want Walgreens to get some of that money. I Walgreens want, is owned by CVS. Is it? Actually, I think it is it the other way around. I One don't know. God, I just don't know. I don't even go to drugstores. Okay, not even for legal drugs. I don't care. I want. Anyway, I just don't see a lot of people like taking up a drug habit just because it's legal. I just don't. It's like, you know, it's like saying I'm going to become an alcoholic because alcohol is legal. You don't. Right. You know, it's not because it's legal. It's because you just want to do it. Um, but there are so many angles on this. And, and it's because and, it's fucking depressing to be alive. That's why. Yeah. But if we were to do that, I think we would solve half of this police problem right off the bat. Because, you know, we've talked about police doing jobs they shouldn't be doing. And this is one of them. They're policing something that is not. You find someone who's in possession of some drug. You don't arrest them. I mean, you think about that. A cop's going to arrest you because you're carrying some substance. I mean, why doesn't he just arrest you for having insulin? Right. What's, what's the fucking difference? 
It's it's just it's what it's what our government has decided is illegal versus what is legal. Alcohol is as deadly as any drug, and you can be in possession of a bottle of whiskey, but you're not going to go to prison for it. On the other hand, if you're in possession of an ounce of uh, marijuana in some states, you could go to jail for that. And right. and, and that's incorrect. Well, I mean, you could possess a AR-15. Which is absolutely dangerous. And it's totally legal. Especially to other people, and you're fine. You can even use it to intimidate people, and you're probably fine. As long as you're not black. If you're black, yeah, you might have a problem. <laughs> Which is part of the problem, too. So, anyway, so that was that discussion. Then there's one last thing that was not in my notes. And we have like 10 minutes left, so we're good. Well, that's fine, because I get... A couple ideas, but go ahead. Have you heard about jury nullification? Um, no. Well, I've heard of juror nullification. Maybe are you talking about when they get to pick who's on the jury? No, no, no. This is when the jury. I don't know if you remember when the. Um, well, I'm sure you remember it, but I can't remember all the details. When those. Uh, uh, I want to. Say, I'm gonna call them militia guys. They weren't really militia guys. They were just some guys out west, some you know Republican or conservative dudes who decided they didn't like what the federal government was doing with the Bureau of Land Management. So they took over that building and they held it hostage for a while. You remember they, in Oregon? I think it was Oregon. Yeah, it was somewhere out west. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, they did that, and uh, when they finally went to trial, the jury found them all not guilty even though they had done everything and nobody contested that they had done what the federal government charged them with, the jury just decided that the federal government was overstepping its authority and they didn't care what the law was and they didn't care what the people did. They just found them not guilty. Uh, that's jury nullification. That's the jury deciding that the law doesn't apply or the law is not fair or they just don't feel like uh, enforcing that law. Okay. And that actually started back in like 1600s in England or someplace. Um, there was some incident with uh, religious freedom. Somebody got arrested for an event that involved them not being allowed to practice their religion. And, and uh, in any case, it went to trial and the jury said, no, we think the law is bullshit. We think it's being misapplied. We think you should have the freedom to practice your religion as you want to. And the guy went free. That was the like first documented case of jury nullification. And then it became a thing after that. Um, they decided that it was okay. But then over the years, like up into about the 1800s in the United States, the courts sort of frowned on it. And that's why they do all the instruction to the jury now. They tell them, you know, you your job is just to find whether or not, based on the, the definitions of the law that I give you, whether or not they violated the law, whether or not they're guilty of the crime as, as defined, as described. Beyond that, you're not supposed to think, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, so it turns out this is a thing now um, in this country, and we've had a couple cases other than the one out west um, where somebody's, you know, there, there was a case of possession. Some woman was found possessing some, I think it was uh, um, methamphetamines, but she didn't know, she claimed she didn't know it was in her purse. She got stopped and the police decided they could search her purse for some reason and they found like an ounce of methamphetamine or something in her purse and then charged her with possession. 
And uh, and the jury decided that even though they couldn't prove that she did or didn't know it was in there, that they just thought it was a silly thing to charge this woman with because she was obviously not doing anything illegal. At least they didn't think she was. And then they got in trouble for that. One of the jurors who who basically was telling the other jurors that that she was going to get two to six years for this if they convicted her, and that was ridiculous given what she did. Um, he was like charged with contempt. He was actually arrested for contempt of court because they found out that he had been discussing with the jurors that the sentence and whether or not that was fair. And they're not supposed to think about that. Um, anyway, now there's people that hand out pamphlets at courthouses to potential jurors as they're walking in. And, uh, and they've been harassed. And one of them, I think, even went to jail. Um, but it's interesting because there's this ongoing war between the judicial system and the jurors or people that believe jurors should have power. And technically, they do have the authority to do jury nullification. It's not technically illegal. It's just the, ju- the judges don't like it. Well, then why would they threaten that guy with being arrested or whatever for discussing? Oh, they yeah, they arrested him for contempt of court, and then he went on, or jury tampering or yeah, something yeah. like that. And then he, he eventually, it was appealed, and he got, he got acquitted. Okay. They dropped the charges after he waited for his appeal. Yeah, and 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 the and here's the here's the kick. When they arrested him, the judge gave him a hundred and fifty thousand dollar bond. I mean, he did not want exactly. that. He wanted that guy to sit in jail. The guy had a family and a business and everything else. He was not a flight risk of any kind, especially not on a contempt of court charge. I mean, come on, who's going to run on an attempt to court charge? Um, contempt of court so anyway the judge just did that to be like punitive he was just like fuck you you mess with my jury you you know and the outcome was that she got she got you know acquitted so yeah that wasn't the outcome they were looking for you know this woman was found with methamphetamines god damn it she's going to prison right and and you can't just some 12 fucking group of regular citizens can't just decide that that's not okay, you know, because she had, yeah, the, the example that they use when they're talking about this was like, if someone steals a car, right, there's no question they stole a car and they should go to jail. But if like your, let's say your son is dying and you need a car right now to get him to the hospital and there's a car sitting there and you steal it, is it the same thing, right? Right. I don't know, is it? According to the law, it is. But would the jury see it the same way? And that's and that's what it comes down to, right? And and I and I'm not going to say whether the jury would see it the same way or not. The point is, if the the jury has the right to say the law doesn't apply here, it wasn't written for this case. It was written to cover the guy who's stealing a car because he's wanting to take someone else's car, right? Right. Anyway, it's an interesting thing. Um, and and we'll probably have to talk about it again someday because I'm probably going to do more research on it. But but like I said, it, it would make law more nuanced. Yeah, well, and also you know, rather than black and white. And it it does cut both ways, by the way, because back in the day, you know, I always say back in the day, um, it was used against black people a lot because you had a lot yeah, of. I was going to bring yeah, that up too. Yeah. You had white juries who were, you know, basically finding black people guilty of ridiculous things or whatever. So, well, that 
brings up an interesting point because I've always had an issue with the jury of your peers thing. Yeah. Right? And, and not because of it's supposed to be a jury of your peers, but because it is supposed to be a jury of your peers and rarely is it. Right. Right. Like I want to know what they mean by peers. Like if I'm a doctor, right. And I'm being sued for malpractice. I want other doctors on that jury because they're my peers and they know, you know, well, that's like that's, what people, what other people don't understand. You that's know one saying? case that would be really difficult because you've got doctors being sued all the time. And I think having 12 doctors stuck in court all the time would be difficult. But I will say. Well, yeah. And that, that would cut both ways, too, because, I mean, if you put cops on the jury when the cop is accused of shooting the. Right. You they know, wouldn't even listen to the all the testimony. They'd be like, not guilty. Like, exactly. We're not done yet. So, not guilty. I mean, I'm not saying it's a perfect system. I'm just saying of your peers should really be. So you would not have 12 white jurors deciding, right? you know, right. that the, you know, black guy did whatever he did. You know, it should be. Well, I would, I would step back one. I mean, balanced at least. I would say it wouldn't go quite as far as you, but I would say that. When you have a jury pool from which to select jurors, the jur- the current jury selection process is a scientific process where they try to find jurors that are most likely to get the outcome that they want. Right. That should not be allowed. I think I totally it should agree. just simply either be uh, a random selection or or at least the jury should be influenced by the person who is being charged, right? If you're the one, if you're the defendant, right, you should be the one who gets to do jury selection. You should be able to pick the jurors that you think are going to be more sympathetic to your case. Yeah. Not the, the attorneys picking the ones that they think are going to be the most likely to convict you. Well, I agree about the attorneys, but... I'm just saying to me, like it shouldn't be necessarily random. I think it like I'm always in favor of accuracy, right? right. So if you're talking about a police shooting or whatever, you should have some cops or a couple at least on the jury. You might also have some other victims or family member of victims who were shot by cops. You know, you kind of get like all sides represented in the jury so that they can kind of see and understand the whole picture. Okay. But my problem you know is none of the people you decided would ever be allowed on that jury because if they have a personal experience, it means it could influence the outcome of the trial. That's what I'm saying. That's the backwards. Right. No, I agree. I just think the only way to solve that problem, and, and I haven't really given this a lot of thought by the way, but I just think a random, yeah, I haven't either. A I'm random selection would give you, in theory, if, if your jury pool was representative of the community, your random selection should also be representative of the community. You should have randomly a police officer, randomly, you know, if, if you've got a 12% black population in your community, you should have a 12% black jury, right? Yes. Should, I mean, that's, I, like I said, I haven't, I haven't done any research on this. I have no idea, but I... I feel like the way we select juries 
because of the fact that the the attorneys sit there and they have experts in this. There are experts in jury selection. Basically, they're stacking the jury for a certain outcome, and that simply exactly that to me is just not acceptable because it's it's just giving too much power to the judicial system. The power is supposed to be with the people. That's why juries exist. Power to the people. Yeah. And, I mean, that's always been my mantra. That's the whole point of democracy is to get power to the people. And they do everything they can. And and this will be, you know, the end of my podcast just to say everything about the system, everything about the institution does what it can to sequester power for the institution and take it away from the people. And that's why as the people, you know, as the citizens of a democracy, we have to be vigilant and determined to keep the power because they're not just going to let us have it. It's too bad we don't have any rage against the machine handy. Uh oh oh hold on. No, the I don't band. Any, yeah, all I have is It's just not the same. Not quite the effect I was looking for. No, no. I Sorry about that. Take the power back. You know, we'd get probably a copyright infringement there anyway but of course yeah. life is hard but it could be worse it could life is hard but it could be worse life is hard